Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, despair overtakes both cloak and dagger with despair. Shield confuses in its return. Jessica Jones, she'll also return. How many billions will Avengers Endgame make? The answer, all the billions. Plus, Spider-Man, man, he really is hard, far from home. And hard from foam either. Anyway, Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Yes, indeed. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly. I'm <laughs> Christian Blatt, joined, as always, by Zia Land, Zia Landerson, Zia Bastille Day. That's you. That's me. I'm Zia Anderson, and I have a really big secret about Cloak and Dagger this week, you guys. <laughs> It's a huge, huge secret. <laughs> it's by a the huge way. secret. But yeah. I'll let y'all in on it. Uh, but not yet. Not yet. We're gonna wait for that. When we get there. Um, so uh, there's a there's a lot of secrets. There's a lot of stuff to talk about all these shows. Um, what I wanted to start off talking about, uh, for those who see Z and I, Thursdays over on the Popcorn Talk Network at 1 p.m. Pacific, we do Marvel movie news over there. And on the most recent episode, we talked about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. But I know that there might be some different audience for both shows. So I wanted to take a quick moment to just ask, Azia, your overall thoughts and excitement level for this movie. Now that we know we're getting some answers in what a post-Endgame Marvel Universe looks like. So much excited. So much that I'm not even making sense with words. Um, no, I'm really excited about it. I'm glad that we're going to get to see that. You're right, like post Endgame world because we didn't, we really didn't get to see much of that in Endgame. But why would we? Um, so I'm excited we're going to get to see a bit of that. The uh, mention of the multiverse is really cool. I, I can't wait to see what they do with that, and just the fact that we get to see Mysterio. And I'm I'm liking Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio just so far. Just yeah, from what, what we've seen, seen so far, I love this idea that he might be a good guy. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, we just don't trust him. I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's fine. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think that uh, it... Uh, look, I don't know. I was excited for it. It's a Spider-Man movie. I'm always going to be excited for mm-hmm. it. But the fact that they're able to kind of tie it into Endgame now, now that they've lifted the spoiler ban, and that leads to some very funny uh, stuff like dodging Nick's, Nick Fury's call, uh, just stuff like that. And uh, there's there's a great MJ moment when he, like, Peter finally decides that he's going to tell her, I think that he likes her, and he's like, I got to tell you, and she's like, that's your Spider-Man. And he's like, what? No, I'm not Spider-Man. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, about? I think that movie's going to be a lot of fun, which... Mm-hmm. Look, as great as Endgame was, as great as Endgame was, we could use some fun. We right? could Aren't use we ready some for fun? fun? Yes, because Endgame was heart wrenching, and we took my heart out a little bit. So, like, just a I'm, little bit, just yeah. a little bit. So, and I'm sure at the beginning of this, part of the reason what or part of what tears my heart out is actually Tom Holland's adorable face as he gets sad and cries, which we already see in the beginning of this of yeah. the trailer. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> Don't give me too much of that, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. I think that uh, there's a lot for him to be upset about. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm ready for, 
I'm ready for fun, and I'm I'm predicting for me zero cries in this movie. I cried a lot in uh, Endgame, and I'm yeah. uh, I'm predicting zero for this I'm, one. I'm thinking the same. I'm thinking yeah. zero. We'll see, though. You know, and, and we should a lot... place our bets. <laughs> we should as a, as the movie gets closer, we'll decide. I feel like we'll get another trailer, and we then maybe will. maybe something will be like, oh no, Aunt May has a cough. You know, something like that. <laughs> And then I'll be very worried. Oh, no. Uh, So that is our next Marvel movie, but our most recent Marvel movie. Uh, You know, whatever. It's uh, just at $723 million in 17 days. That's domestic. That's just here, you know. Uh, So I think think it's going to get all the records. And I don't know. Some people are interested in the box office sort of side of the business. Some people aren't. I think that what works in this favor is just everybody walks out of it and, and it's like, well, it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a common, you're never going to see a combination of 22 movies before. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, I think it's a very unique thing, and it should be at the top of the list. Yep, and I think that what we're getting from this is more people than ever seeing it multiple times. Yeah, which I'm still only – I'm stuck at two times. but stuck at one. I'm pretty – uh, that doesn't make any sense. I, we got sick this weekend. <laughs> we're trying to go again. Uh, <laughs> just don't ended cough up sick on me. Instead. Keep your germs on that side of the desk. I thought I was just going to come rub up against you before the show's over. I'm just going to say like eight things that I won't <laughs> say here, but uh, it's because you know it's. Although I don't know, it's after dark. We could uh, we we can be we can work a little blue here. Uh, yeah, keep your germs away from me, and Zia, keep your germs out of the chat. We don't want them to get sick either. Uh, so, and then uh, what? A couple other quick movie thoughts. Uh, Captain Marvel uh, will be available on, let's see, digital May 28th, and then Blu-ray for the old people like me that physically need to put things on shelves. Look, that's, that's when I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Well, yeah, at this point, that's it's yeah. soon enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be uh, June 11th. And 26 minutes of deleted scenes. I think... Ooh. That's going to help some of her backstory. I don't think that people who dislike the movie are going to love it. But maybe, Zia, if you feel like you get to know Carol a little bit better, you know, a little bit about who she was, do you think that will help? And this is all theoretical. Do you think that will help your appreciation of the movie? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just – it was – I think the portrayal of it was just – it was a little stiff for me. And uh, seriously, your wife said it best. She just – My you know, wife's very smart. She's a very, she's a very well, smart person. except for one thing. There's one really dumb thing my wife what, did. What, marrying you? She said yes to me. <laughs> and I was just like, well, look, that's the one moment she was stupid and that worked out for me. Happy Mother's Day to my wife, by the way, because uh, we have two kids. Oh, you too. We got a rim shot because I had kids. (laughs) Well, we're still trying to figure out how that happened. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting. And I look forward to being able to talk more about uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, when there's there's more movie, uh, look, it was just over two hours, which is fine for most movies. For a Marvel movie, it's like... What are you cheating us out of? I know. Where's the rest of the movie? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's like in the old days, you'd be like, did they misplace one of the reels of the film? Like, where did they're just like, ah, it's fine. We'll just go ahead and uh, go with it. Can you imagine an hour and a half Marvel movie? No, I just tried <laughs> to. So bad. I can't imagine what that would be. Not good. Yeah. We 
that's you're right. That is what it would be. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's the movie side of things. Uh, we're going to talk about some shows that are on the air, but let's start with a show that we'll soon be back on the air. We don't know when yet, but we do have a very um, teasery sort of image from Jessica Jones season three, a show that I Jessica. Unfortunately, once upon a time said was going to be back on March 8th and <laughs> that was two full months ago and it was not back and I was definitely wrong. But uh, you know, take a look at this. All right. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see uh, there is blood on that business card. And of course, there's a drink on that desk because that's our girl, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, there's a lot of changes going on with the supporting cast on this show. So uh, it'll be I, I more than anything. I just. I want Patsy in the Hellcat uniform. I know costume, I guess. I know that it's not a cool costume, but I just feel like we need it. Uh, then that that'll that'll be the one thing that uh, that'll be the saving grace. Because remember, this is the final Marvel Netflix season of anything. So when you watch the final episode of Jessica Jones, that's it. They are closing the book on the Marvel Netflix universe. Now, if a new book gets written for a new streaming service, namely Hulu. In two or so years, that'd be great. But we have to be prepared that it's the end. So, uh, Zia, I ask you, your excitement level for season three of Jessica Jones. You know what? I didn't watch. I still have not watched season two. Whoops. I I know. And I know I need to. I just I've been turned off by hearing so much about that. People. It was their least favorite of all of the. The Marvel Netflix shows is Jessica Jones season two, and I'm like. I mean, mm. most people say both seasons of Iron Fist are their least favorite. Also, you're true. You're true. You're right about that. Yeah, but I've I mean, just, I've I, seen so much about I, that. So you know, I'm like, in the minority in that I like. I love me some Danny Rand, and I know too. most of you don't, and it's fine. We can all still be friends. Look, I'm the idiot that liked Inhumans. So what do I know? I clearly <laughs> don't know anything. <laughs> I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. That yeah. Um, yeah. No, I do, I do need to watch it, and I'm and I'm going to before season three comes out. It's just kind of been one of those that I put on the back burner. So. So I'm excited in the sense that this is the last Marvel Netflix show that we're going to get. And mm-hmm. Netflix does such a great job with these. I mean, cast, acting, budget, all of it. These it's, shows have been so great. They've been so good. So seeing the door close on that just in general is kind of sad. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that this is the last season we're getting. And we still have something to look forward to. I don't know if Hulu will do as good of a job. But I guess we'll find out because we're getting Hellstrom and Ghost, uh, uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, we talked so, about that last week. Yeah. yeah. So Not I'm to mention excited. all the animated series we're getting right. on, on Hulu. So I will be the judge when I can watch those. Yeah. Uh, and, and let us know. Uh, let all of us know, Zia, what mm-hmm. people are saying in the chat about Jessica Jones Season well, 3. Star Drew saying right now that he wants his copy of Inhumans. So you're not alone. Oh, you yeah, Star Drew is like me. He wants to be able to have a, a DVD set to put on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I think that the show didn't do well. It's not very well received. Uh, I think that they're in no rush to uh, try and sell it to people. But, Probably uh, not. Ivan Soto liked it too, though. All right, see, look at this. That's why these are our friends. Ghost 8386 enjoyed Captain Marvel, so you can get that when it comes out, too. Yeah. There's all so kinds you, of stuff to look forward to. There's all there's kinds of things to put on the shelf. Yeah, yeah it would be great. Uh, so, I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk more about it when it's closer. But uh, we'll, we'll have to do a recap, and that means, Zia, you're going to have to watch season two of Jessica Jones at some point. You know? I know. Listen, Cloak and Dagger's about to end. I know. We've only got a few more episodes. <laughs> Just three more. Yeah, there's not that many. No, there so, isn't. Uh, and then we we've will, got Legion. And we've, yeah, we do have Legion. Oh, yeah. And we so talked excited. about it last week, June 26th. It's going to start airing on Mondays 
which is interesting. That is an interesting So that by time. the time we talk about it on Sundays, it'll have been on for almost a whole week. I'm going to have to take very extensive notes because that is a confusing show at times. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, and look, I'm sure there will be a, a, a Legion after show here at uh, After Buzz. You might not see us on it, but uh, they'll be able to talk you through it. But we'll also be here to talk through mm-hmm. that, basically to try and talk each other through it. Uh, we will talk about Cloak & Dagger, but one I wanted to really focus on was it was the big news of the week, TV-wise, was the return of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 1. Now, Zia, you had never seen an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before, right? No. So my question was, in watching it, I very specifically thought, how easy is it going to be to jump into this show in season six? Sometimes shows have done this sort of thing where they're like, we know we're going to get new viewers. A great example is uh, the J.J. Abrams show Alias. They aired after the Super Bowl one year. And that episode very specifically was tailor-made for, haven't watched before? Don't worry about it. This is going to be good for you. So uh, I don't think that uh, the the creators of S.H.I.E.L.D., did that like, oh, after Endgame, maybe people are going to want more Marvel. Uh, they just kind of, in my mind, went with what was there. But what did you think? How were you able to follow it? Um, so I think I just knew enough that, I mean, can we do, are we talking spoilers? Oh, yeah. Let's okay. say that right now. We're cool. doing, I know it only aired on Friday, but uh, I don't think there's really major spoilers in this episode that weren't in the commercial. Right. Like, I feel you like know, this is like, stuff that you already like, knew. Like, if you didn't know that Coulson was going to show up in this, or Clark Gregg was going right. to show up in this episode, you did a great job avoiding avoiding commercials <laughs> and trailers and everything. Yeah. Um, so I think I knew enough of what was going on just from listening mm-hmm. to you guys talk about it and from even just the short recap. Uh, Fitz was lost in space yes. in, cryo, in like a cryo freeze type situation. Yeah, because they were in the future and he needed to catch up to them okay. the, the slow way. The slow way, as, right. As has been said in, in other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to go the long way. And he so they, they put him in, uh, yeah, he, he got put into hibernation, basically. Yeah, okay, got it. So they're looking for him. I got that part. I got to see Quake use her powers a little bit, so that was cool. It's always um, cool. Yeah, it's cool yeah. when you get to see people use powers on TV. Love it. It's usually, a lot of shows are afraid to show off powers because they're just so expensive. I know. Uh, and also, that being said, visual effects for this show, I mean, they're definitely TV visual visual effects, but they're not bad. Like, no. it was it was impressive. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I actually, I enjoyed the episode. It reminded me actually quite a bit of, um, The Flash and Arrow. Okay. It has a very similar vibe, and I, and I do really like both of those shows. So, I can see why people are into this. I definitely don't hate it. It's the first episode, so I don't know that much about it yet. Or that I've seen, the first episode I've seen. Right, it's your first episode. My first yeah. episode. So I'm not like a huge judge, but I definitely am not going into this being like, oh my god, I hate it. <laughs> so that's a plus. Now, uh, earlier tonight, uh, I sat in with our friend Tehran on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, after show. So if you haven't seen that yet, you can uh, find the archive version. And uh, I believe that will consistently be Sundays at 8 o'clock. Uh, I uh, don't know that I'm going to be on through the whole season. I was just there to help out for the uh, first couple weeks. You know, uh, Tehran doesn't need me, but it was we had a great chat about the episode because unlike Zia, we're all in from day one. And uh, our uh, our engineer uh, and slash producer Steve in the booth, you had done yeoman's work trying to get through what four and a half seasons of Agents of Shield. But you didn't quite catch up, uh, did you? You're not quite done with season five yet. Uh, you are correct, sir. Hence the four and a half uh, mark that yeah, we discussed earlier. So, I'm currently uh, discussing my theories about the fear dimension. Okay. See, there you go. And here's the problem is that 
you and engineered and produced a show where we talked about things that hadn't happened yet, and you were really? so close. Are you, you are you sure it was me? Well, it's true. Maybe you were gone. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so you were this close. So uh, we'll hopefully not give too much. But I feel like you're so close. I feel like you're going to catch up really soon, Steve. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. So then we'll be able to get your theories, and uh, oh. and you'll have powered through the show really quickly, much as our our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez. Uh, she once also powered through the show in the space of like two months. Oh, right on. Kudos, Wes Sager. I'm sorry. Uh, Wes Sager. Well, we can Wes Sager. 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 I hope I'm saying that right. Sager. Really impressed with how good space looked. He's right. Um, he said he watched it with his girlfriend, and she had never seen it, any of it before, but ended up loving it. Um, so that's he likes. Yeah, no, how it I, came the production out. values look great. I think that a lot of what they did in season five looked good. There were a couple of times where you're like, oh, it's a network TV budget, right? And you but, can see it, but it's not. It's not horrible. It's not. Yeah, like, oh my no God. season premiere there is going to look good. I hope it's at least somewhat consistent uh, because there were a lot of great effects in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, they uh, just getting us caught up on a lot of the characters. I uh, I think it's great. You know, you get to see some of your old favorites. And uh, Clark Gregg is back as something, but he's not Agent Coulson. That was really interesting, too. I'm seeing Marty in on this, like, oh, what's going on? Because he's like, wait, but you're part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's like, S.H.I.E.L.D., never heard of it. Right. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. what? Uh, well, um, maybe we'll talk about it next week. But on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show, I had a theory about who I think that is. But uh, I'm going to leave that out there for you to go back and check out the show. If you're a huge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, you will enjoy the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show. Uh, so let us know what uh, anybody in the chat is saying. Uh, and uh, I think that, you know, it's great to see that uh, there are a lot of people who followed me over here from the 8 o'clock Pacific to 9 o'clock Pacific from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show to right here. Uh, we have uh, a lot more to talk about. We are going to also really delve into the last few weeks of Cloak and Dagger because there's just been so much Marvel news. We actually talked a lot about Endgame, even though this is Marvel TV Weekly, and uh, we hadn't really talked about about Cloak and Dagger the last couple weeks, and I think uh, it's gotten really interesting, but it's not the time for that. Is it, Zia? No, it's not. I'll tell you what time it's for. Uh, no, seriously, though, <laughs> before we move on to our next topic, topic. I like tapas. Um, tapas are delicious. <laughs> tapas is really now, delicious. See, that was a good time for a rim shot. Very nice. Um, before we move on to our next topic, that's the word I'm looking for, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk, but for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. We love that you guys are a part of the chat. It would help so much if you just hit all the buttons, the like buttons, the subscribe buttons, the commenting. We love talking to you guys. We love going back to read the comments. We love um, seeing the interaction that we get with you guys. It's Seriously, you like our extended panel. And it's so much fun that Christian and I get to be here and nerd out for at least two hours a week because we also are over on the popcorn talk for Marvel Movie News. So we uh, we marvel out for a couple of hours a week. And it's the highlight of my week. So seriously, thank you for all of the support. And um, we wouldn't be able to do it if you guys weren't watching us. <laughs> is it really the high point of your week? Or are you just saying that because I'm sitting right here? No, it really is the high point of my week. That's fair. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I, uh, we always appreciate that. Now, before we move on from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., what are people saying in the chat? Uh, some of the comments about the episode. Um, the visuals in this episode, I think Ghost 8386 is saying that they're great. Um, space Ivan Soto says space looks mesmerizing. Heywood Wong says he still hates that ABC buries it on Fridays. 
You know, I think that's a great point. I mean, you think some of the greatest genre shows have been on Friday nights, uh, going back to the X-Files. But I think that they don't worry about it so much because of the way people watch TV now. Because it has – I watched it on Hulu. Right, exactly. It's, it's on Hulu the next day. Yeah. And look, that's how I watch Cloak & Dagger. I actually don't have cable anymore. I also watch Cloak & yeah. Dagger on Hulu. So yeah. uh, I think that it's great that you have these options to uh, to watch any of these shows. But yeah, I think that the, you know if the ratings were better. Look, we already know Shield is getting a seventh season, which is great. So uh, apparently the ratings won't matter that much, but do you want Beyond a season seven? You want a lot of people to watch it. I'm surprised that the the show is still on, but it's one of those very pleasant surprises. So uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe enough people are finding it on Friday. That's the other thing too. If you're on Friday night, the expectation is a little lower than other nights of the week. You know, I mean, people are out. People have people have a lot of things to do on Friday night. I mean, not me. Not I'm, me either. I'm lucky to stay awake. You know, <laughs> by by ten o'clock, I'm like, yeah. Oh, pajamas, it, bedtime. Wait. I'm glad that it started at eight because I got my kids to bed around eight thirty and I watched it on the DVR and I Perfect. didn't fall asleep. So uh, it it was great. But uh, well, I'm glad people are excited that Shield is back, and I'm glad you checked it out, Zia. Yeah. And, uh, it'll and I'm be, glad I don't hate it. Yeah, and then it'll be great if we get to a point in the season where you're like, I was super confused by this scene, and we'll see if there's anything like that. It's just because you didn't watch it before that you just don't know what's going on. Season four is the Ghost Rider season, right? Yeah, be, yeah, the first half of season four. You should. I really I, might I know, actually go back and watch you. that. You should definitely jump in on the first half <laughs> okay, of the Ghost Rider yeah. season. Steve, how much did you like the Ghost Rider half of season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, it summed up that and two other words to define that season for me, Shotgun Axe. That's it. There you go. See, look at that. So uh, let's. uh, We'll keep an eye on whether or not you uh, find the time for that. There's so much to watch out there. I know. I'm having a really hard time keeping up with everything. I know. It's just when you think the the Marvel shows are ending. Like you reminded me about Legion. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We're gonna have a few weeks between Cloak and Dagger and Legion. Right. And uh, Shield will be on during those weeks. So. Uh, All right, so let's talk about Cloak and Dagger, and that is another show that there is an after show for. So if you love Cloak and Dagger, make sure that you find the after show. Our friend Steph Sabra, who was on this very show not long ago, she is on the panel there. One of the best. And she loves the show, unlike Zia. Yes, so so if you like it, please go watch her so you can get a refresher instead of just listening to me hate on it. Here's the thing. I like the show very much, uh, and I think these last few episodes have been great. Uh, Zia, uh, early in the show, you teased a major revelation for you about Cloak and Dagger. What okay. was it? Oh, my God, guys. So the not this last episode that we watched, but the previous episode before that, the one where Tandy's going through different, not one of there's, my there's, favorite. There's different Tandy's. That episode it was episode tandies. six called B-Sides. Yeah. And we got to see uh, Ty, uh, you know, graduating from the police academy. And that was we, really sweet. Yeah, that would have been su- nice if that was real. We got to see uh, pickpocket Tandy, and I'm not gonna lie, my favorite, of course. I texted Zia about this. <laughs> he did. Engineer Tandy with the hard hat. <laughs> what, uh, what was she called? AKA what was it again? Uh, AKA hard hat Barbie. Hard I hat think Barbie, I called her. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. because I, that hard hat didn't look like it belonged on her. No. But here's the thing: keep that head safe, Tandy. True. True. That was uh, smart. It, w- it was just like it was just funny that that was one of her her little uh, side realities there. Yeah. So you didn't love the B sides episode? No. To me, that was kind of a it was a filler episode. I feel like it was unnecessary. We could have 
Co-written by my friend it? Kate Rorick, though. One I of the am writers sorry. I'm just, it's fine. Not I'm just letting you know. Not my favorite. Okay. Um, but, however, my big secret is the episode after that I really enjoyed. So that's episode seven, yeah. Viking Town Sound. Yeah. Yes. I found my... It was only about halfway... I realized halfway into the show that I was really liking it because I was sitting... I was watching it on my tablet in bed and I was sitting just like this. For anyone who can't if see If you're just me, listening you're just on listening, iTunes, yeah. I had my I had my mouth a little bit open and I was just staring at the screen and I was like completely engrossed in the episode, which has never happened for me for Cloak and Dagger. So I was amazed. I, re- I actually really liked it. So we know that Tandy is not your favorite part of the show. Not this, so much. This was, a, this was a pretty rough one for Tandy, though. How did, you, how did you feel for her throughout the course of the episode? No, I did feel for her. I really felt for the other girls, too. Yeah, were in oh, that no, situation. you can feel for all the girls, um, absolutely. That The one other girl she was with, because it's just the worst that you see of... Um, it's the... Uh, my brain is completely blank- blanking on what it is called. Um, I, I, well, her roommate is a girl called Dell. I was just going to throw that when in. The, but... When the captures, when you start to feel for your captors. Um, oh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's just like the worst. Uh, well, that girl is definitely of, brainwashed. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So badly. And you just can't help but feel terrible for these girls because they think they have no one. Um, but, yeah, it was it was it was rough because it, you get to the part where I mean, you you realize it earlier in the episode. I'm like, oh, they're prostituting these girls. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Of course. But when you see it, when the man comes in, and he puts the money on the table. Like I think that they, they really did that episode very well. Um, yeah. You're like, oh, it's this. No, there's some very powerful imagery yes. and just uh, the way that, uh, you know, that uh, that woman Leah talks to them about, like, this is all you've got. Right. I mean, she preys on the idea of having no hope. And we'll talk about how despair really focuses on making people lose their hope. Mm-hmm. But that was the thing about Tandy, because to see a character who, you know, just what I guess that was three episodes ago where she just goes into, a, you know, like a, a what was that like greenhouse where they were growing all the marijuana and she just literally, she just literally takes takes everybody out by herself single handedly. And uh, this is a very different person than that. You know who we see at the start of the episode, right? Because despair. despair <clears throat> am I saying that right? That's, you, yeah, it, it's despair? like the word despair. It's just D apostrophe S P A Y R E. Really makes her, as he's saying in the ambulance, and I think it was the previous episode mm-hmm. that uh, everyone has a breaking point. We just have to has to see what hers is, and he found it, and he realized that she had no one except for Tyrone, so he took Tyrone away from her, and that made her lose hope completely. It was yeah, it was sad. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, the 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 getting the having the money like plunked down on the nightstand. I mean, just Oof. seeing you know yeah. what that situation was. I think you know it just makes you really feel for just how grim that that whole situation well, and was. And the horrible thing is, is that that stuff happens in real life all the time. And I really, really firmly believe that if prostitution was legalized, that they could keep a closer eye on that. The fact that it's illegal to me is insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's there's cases to be made for that. You know, obviously, I think there's examination of marijuana being legalized and, you know, monitoring that. And uh, I don't know. I mean, this is it, these are great side conversations. Let us know in the chat what you think uh, I mean, about this. I mean, it, it's – yeah, look, it's the the uh, the human trafficking world is, is just a, a really a grim – and. You know, we're watching this in the context of basically a superhero show. So you know that even if bad things happen for a while, there will be a way that 
one or both of our heroes is able to save the day. And in reality, that that literally never happens. You know, there no one really gets rescued. Right. Like uh, that, like Tandy's roommate Dell says, it's like, no, they end, they end up dead. Right. You know, but I liked that. Tandy, definitely always being Tandy, and the things about Tandy that drive Z and I crazy week in, week out, <laughs> is that time. she never gives up. Even when she should, like, all right, he's off a little bit. This is not a situation where she did. And I liked that that, that her roommate, Dell really is just like, you know, well, let me just look. Hey, everything they've been telling me is a lie. Because Tandy was just, like, so honest with her about, like, I'm pretty sure none of that, none of what they tell you is true. And then she actually got through to her. Yeah. She she actually, it was, all it took was her questioning it in her head to just dig a little bit deeper and realize, oh, they've been lying to me. And that's the hope that she needed. And Mm -hmm. then we get, we get badass dagger back, you know, which is, I, I always like to see that, you know? Yeah. This episode, I definitely did not dislike Tandy. Especially as much as I usually have. Um, But Tyrone grows on me more and more. And in this episode, I was just like, oh. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the oh, end of it. I know. It's uh Tyrone. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was not nearly enough uh Tyrone in the previous episode, uh, episode six B sides, because the Tyrones that we saw were really just, you know, alternate reality right. dream state uh, uh Tyrones. Uh there's uh, been a lot of questions uh in the chat or the archive version of it about the character of Despair, uh who we see here in the show, and I think uh, it, it's a very cool character to use. It's I like it. It's a really just uh, just super dark concept, you know. And I He's mean, basically a demon. Is that correct? I mean, essentially, essentially, yes. Uh, it, it so and it, the comic book version, the ability is listed to instill fear in human beings and draw psychic sustenance from the fear, anguish, and despondency. Suffered by human beings. Wow. That is a fairly accurate representation of how they do it. Now, I like the device that they've used for the show, which is that this exists in that same pocket dimension that Cloak teleports in and out mm-hmm. of. Uh, that, that's, that's definitely different from anything that I remember about the character. But I think it logically makes sense. That's a very dark place in and of itself. Yeah. You know, that that's very consistent. So I like the idea that we have... We have uh, we have mayhem hiding out in there. Connors was in there for months, and then you know he's got this, and and yeah, his his human name that he uses is Andre. Uh, that he's got this this record shop, and at, honestly, when we first saw the record shop, I thought it was kind of a honestly, I thought it was like kind of a dopey gimmick. But then I like just how he's got so many records, and like when he's literally playing the side that's marked. Tandy doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. And then when we see Mayhem, like, literally breaking the records, changing the records. Oh, my God. Mayhem, just, you said in the beginning of the episode how, how much you loved her in this episode. Yeah. But she was literally the reason that uh, Tyrone was able to go find Tandy. Yeah. She was the one that kind of pushed along this episode. I, I was going to say narrate it, but that's not really accurate. She uh, she drove this episode. Yeah, no, no, because without that action, uh, you know, I, it, well, <clears throat> things would have just got uh, darker and darker. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, that they, so uh, Andre, despair, figures out how to go and visit Chantel, who is Evita's aunt, and uh, the one who knows, you know, about the 
Vives and you know a lot of the the mystical sort of stuff that honestly I still don't quite understand. But that I think it's an interesting part of the show that like they it. do utilize that subculture because it is set in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I thought that the interaction between the two of them uh, was was really compelling. You oh, know the yeah. fact that she knew not to trust him. She was amazing in this episode. He did not expect her to just be sitting there waiting on the couch like, all right, so what are you doing? But all the same, he's still able to to really get the kind of Santa said sadness into Chantel. I was trying to put too many words together. So it sounded like <laughs> Santa. Chantel. By the way, just imagine what despair could do to Santa. Oh my god, poor just Santa. How sad would Santa be saying, No, I can't do presents this year. I'm just too bummed out, man. Um but anyway. He's so sad. <laughs> that's all because I misspoke. But I thought uh, you know, and it, it, it kills her basically, which I think is uh <clears throat> that's an interesting turn of events because we haven't yeah. seen Evita for a few weeks. So uh, you know that's going to be a major uh, part of the story going forward. So I thought that not meeting his equal or his match, tell me a little bit what you thought, uh, Zia, about just the fact that Andre was not prepared for the way that Chantal handled handled him. Oh, I love it. I Because you can tell that he's not one that's been surprised much. He's been doing this for a long time and he wasn't expecting it. And it just shows what a strong character she is. And I'm glad we got that, even though we've seen her a little bit, but not that much. So seeing her in this episode, I'm kind of, it was an amazing interaction. I'm kind of sad that we're not going to get to see more of her. Unless she comes back in some way. I honestly expect that she'll still still be in the record shop or something. You know what I mean? Even though she might be dead in real life. I I wonder if we're not going to see her live on through there. In in that dimension? I would would enjoy that. I think that would make sense, actually. But you're right. If we don't see her again, that will be disappointing. Because I find this, this... Consistently from season one, I found this whole side sort of uh, this, I don't know, what do you call it? Spiritual, metaphysical, whatever that is, I found that to be a very compelling part of this series. Well, yeah, and it's also, it's just very fascinating in general. I've always been fascinated with that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, I was just going to look here. Big Face 100 says she's alive, not dead. So if that's true, I'm I'm into it. Well, she was definitely collapsed and passed out. Yeah, if anything, she was lying on the ground. And I, I wasn't sure. I was like, is she true. dead? Is she no, she might, we'll find out next week. That's a great point. I'm just jumping to the conclusion that I thought she was dead. She could but She could be. Yeah, she, maybe she's she in a coma be, so in the real yeah, world. There's a lot of possibilities. That's absolutely true. And I do hope we get to see Evita again because I do like her character. So yeah, I'm, it, I'm sure we'll see her. Yeah. I, I expect us to see her she's next been week. A bit yeah. MIA. Yeah. I, and Ivan then says she's dead. We should take bets on this too. And, okay. then, and then next, yeah, season, let us know. Next, next week we'll talk about whether or not she's alive <laughs> or dead. Ghost8386 says he wants to see Ghost Rider versus Despair. That would be <sighs> awesome. I mean, they sort of both deal in the in the same in the same realm, you know. But uh, yeah, that would that would actually be very interesting. Oh, or even Hellstorm or Hellstorm or whatever you want to call him, because he's basically a demon slayer. Yeah, no, oh, that's true, dude. There's so many things they could do. <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. Sorry, guys. Um, so I think that you know everything's looking up as this episode goes along. You know, we've got. Mayhem just smashing the records. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think that obviously that's that's what needs to happen. You know, I, I, somebody needed to. Oh, I love that she just went in yeah. there and started <laughs> causing mayhem. Yeah. Well, 
Because look, the, uh, the 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 real world of Brian doesn't do anything. No, you know? she is kind of useless. She's kind of the worst. No, I kind of love Ma'am a yeah. lot. <laughs> I mean, look, if one of them has to be trapped, can can they switch? Maybe. Yeah. Can we just put the other one in there? Maybe she'll get a little tougher. Something. She's just wandering around, not doing much, and calling for backup when yeah. she has Tyrone she's standing like, right always there. Always calling for backup. You that's dummy. that's all she's there for <laughs> is to call for backup. Um. Yeah, and I uh, I don't know, I really, I was very excited as the final moments of this show, you know, because of the fact that, you know, Mayhem was getting involved, uh, Tandy got her powers back, Tandy got her groove back, as it were. Finally. Uh, but oh. then we see Tyrone collapse, and my two-part question for you, Zia. I don't like it. What did you think when you saw it? You just answered I the first like one. I don't like it. <laughs> and then, what do you think happened? I was trying to figure that out. To me, it seemed like the dark dark dimension was seeping out of him in some yes. way, um, which is kind of what I was thinking. But I don't know what that means for him or why that's happened. I mean, obviously, it's not good. He doesn't look like he's in a good place. No. Um, I, I can't imagine that they would kill him. I would never watch the show again. Oh, you, so <laughs> if the show was called and Dagger. Just and Dagger. You don't think you would watch no, it? No, I'd be done. Okay. Um, what if it was called Mayhem and Dagger? No. You sure Mayhem you and Cloak. Let's just get rid of Tandy. I'm Cloak so mean. She's not that bad. She got she got she, better. This was a good one. This, <laughs> this was, was a good one. A, for this her. was a good one for her. Um, no, but yeah, it definitely seems like the dimensions uh, seeping out of him. Maybe it's just something that he can't control. Um, maybe there's too many people in there. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So my theory, theory. is that uh, you know this whole conversation that Despair has with Chantel is this idea that he could ascend to a Loa, which sounded like Lord when they were saying it. And I was just like, because they talk about the notion that he could be like a God if he unlocks the secret of his vivay, like that door that he could go through. So I think that that's what happened is that he went through that door and whatever he did, it upset that dark dimension. Ah. And uh, I think the cloak as in Tyrone, is not able to contain it the way that he had been. Sort of that the fact that he's like basically a gateway to it. Uh, I think that uh, he somehow has to get it under control, and and he will. But I, I, I think that they're they're directly related because we didn't get any more of where Andre was going at that point. And obviously, you know, his whole operation was uh, getting upset, you know. Oh, by the way, they did the show actually did also do a great job of doing an old um, – Switcheroo on us with with Andre. I did I did not expect what oh, happened. Oh yeah, from no, his for where he was coming. At yeah, all. no, no, no. I no, thought no, no. that they the, did a great job on that. I think the uh, you know the support group that's being run so that they can create a prostitution ring and also he can feed on their psychic great energy. Great storyline. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was. Uh, it's weird because in a lot of ways, I think Leah is worse than Andre because oh, he has this thing. You know, he, he talks about it as like these migraines. But he needs to basically feed. He's like almost like I guess like a I don't know a depression vampire or something. Yeah, like he a, needs he's a dementor. He needs to have people's pain so that he can live, and it's not a great way to operate. But he has to do it. She's just awful. No, she's like, she, hey, I'm here to help. No, she's just a terrible. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a codependent piece yeah. of trash. Is yeah. what she is. Just, and you know awful. from trash. I do know from trash. I am I am trash from trash, and she is the worst of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she gives trash a bad, a bad name. name. And uh, so I don't know. I I mean, she doesn't. 
you know, Tandy doesn't kill her, but I love when she just like basically smashes through the wall and oh, grabs yes. her. And uh, I did love seeing that, watching her throw yeah. her daggers at the wall in a in an outline and yeah. then smash through it. That was she great. definitely uses her powers in really cool ways in mm-hmm. season two, which I think that should be the case. She should be a lot better at yeah. using them. So Ooh. let us know in the chat what you think happened and where you think this is going. We've uh, got a for good theory week. here. Yes. Wes, Wes Sager, Sager, Sager says something bigger might be trying to come out of Tyrone or out through. Yeah, no, that could be a great point. I, I don't know what I like could that. possibly be coming out, but uh, I think I think that we'll we'll have to see it, you know, and um, I, I just hope he's OK. Uh, you know, in the same episode, there's I don't quite know where it's going and what people think they're trying to accomplish by having O'Brien chained to the the not chained but uh, duct taped to the chair oh, yeah. while Tyrone's mom is cooking and we see how easy it is for him to mm-hmm. you know basically get some kind of sharp kitchen instrument i don't know what that was it's i'm not fancy enough in the kitchen it looked, no, it it's looked, like it's not a potato peeler i don't know what it is break open crabs or something something anyway so like obviously whether he's sincere about what he wants he doesn't want to be tied up you know, or he, killed. Yeah, I think he's, right. there's that possibility. The fact also. that there's a possibility that he could get killed, mm-hmm. he's just like, I want to get away. Uh, but every time we see him, there's this idea of, hey, could he be sincere? Do you think he's being upfront about what he's saying? I go back and forth with it so much. It it seems genuine. But just <laughs> they did a great job with casting because I do not trust that guy's face. <laughs> There's just something about it where I'm just like, oh, you're so shifty. Um, so I go back and forth with it. it. It'll it'll very much seem like he's sincere and then he'll do something like try to escape. And I'm like, all right, now what's he tr- like? What's he up to? And I don't know whether it's just because he's worried that there's a possibility that Tyrone's mom might actually kill him for what she or what he did to her son, her firstborn. I understand where she's coming from, but to me it's a little bit irresponsible for her to be even contemplating that when she does have a son that's alive and running around. She should be doing everything she can for him because she can't bring Billy back. And so that's, you know, I, I understand sort of the the <clears throat> dilemma that she's having inside, but dude, come on. You have a son that's alive and you can't do anything for your son that's gone. Yeah, but I think I guess that's the thing. She just feels like she could make herself feel better. If... But that's selfish. <laughs> yeah, well, think I, about your son that's out there living in a church, woman. Yeah, I know it's not even a nice church. You no, know? it's a really sad like, church. When Daredevil was hiding out in a church, that was a nice church. Yeah, and he had like a bed and stuff. Yeah, I don't even see where Tyrone is sleeping. Yeah, that's a great. It's just an empty church. <laughs> where did Tandy sleep when she I was don't there? Know. I don't even know. Just saw her snorting pills. Oh, I hated that scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I like where uh, where the show is going, and look, even Zia liked this episode. I know this now, is so weird. There's only three episodes left, so uh, I hope I like them all. I hope they're all as good as this one. Yeah, well, I I would hope that they maintain this level of intensity, and then it pays off. Um, we need we need Mayhem to get out. Yeah, uh, definitely need that. I think that's going to be very important. It is really enjoyable watching her skulk around, but she does need to get out. Yeah, and I like that uh, Chantel just kind of shook her off and was like, "No, no, no, it's fine. I, I'll, I'll handle this." That I, I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, because she and Mayhem was getting ready. She's like, "All right, I'm here. I got you. I'm coming yeah. in." So that maybe she doesn't die. That was I loved her line though that she's like, "This." He's like, "You're not scared." She's like, "This is all part of my journey." Right. She's very accepting of wherever life takes her, and she kind of knows. Um, 
Ghost eighty three eighty six in the in the chat says Leah in despair could be this show's jigsaw and Doctor Creepy Pants. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor like, Creepy Pants was super creepy. Yeah, like she similar. started creepy and then it just got creepier and Oof. creepier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in case you don't know, we're talking about the Punisher season two. Yes. Uh, we talked a lot about that on this show and on the Punisher after show, which, which you can still idea. find. Still there. Still they didn't there. take it away. No. Nope. That's how good it was. It's yeah. still up there. <laughs> um. I did enjoy that season. That was so far. That was one of the better seasons that uh, we've had in a while. Of uh, well, but Daredevil season three was so great. It was good. See, now that I'm starting See? to talk about these Netflix shows, I'm getting mad again. I know about how good they were they and were how much so how much more good programming we would have been able to get. Uh, I wanted to backtrack to uh, Andre for a moment because I forgot the one of the things I wanted to talk about. He says this thing about how ninety percent of the time. His support group and that foundation that he founded, they help people. Mm-hmm. It's the 10% of like hopeless cases that he preys on. I'm like, that's worse. It's like, yeah. Like, be terrible to everybody. Yeah. Don't, don't just pick and choose. You know, if you can help some, I think the hopeless, those are the ones that you should be working harder to help. Yeah. You know, because anybody who is hopeless is not, they're not incapable of, of finding hope, you know? And I mean, uh, that, girl Dell who was Tandy's roommate it's just a simple case of like yeah her mom was putting up missing posters you talking know? about it in chat rooms yeah she had people that cared about her yeah and, and it's like oh you know I had a fight with everyone in my family it's like alright but they probably you know maybe somebody hates you but I bet everybody doesn't yeah. so uh, yeah it's it's interesting because this version of despair so far we haven't seen anything that's as denom- demonic looking. I am not doing well with the English language tonight. I couldn't even say English. I'm not doing well with English muffins tonight either. But anyway, uh, he's not demonic like the comic book character, uh, which, by the way, was not created for Cloak and Dagger. Uh, it it uh, was originally created by Chris Claremont, showed up in Marvel Team Up, and then in the X-Men, and then it became a Cloak and Dagger character. But uh, it's just because... Who's more fitting for the lightness and darkness mm-hmm. pairing of Tyrone and Tandy? Well, especially working with the dark dimension already. It just yeah. it makes sense that you can easily put him in there. But we it, he he does have kind of an evil like almost black smoke look in the comic books, right? Yeah, or he, he can. He, no, he has that. Yeah, just the form that he takes. It's like I wonder if we'll get to see that. Maybe we will. It's a, it's very like uh, it's very Dracula, I guess is the best way to put it. Sort of, you know, I like it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's it's not bad there. You made everybody hungry now in the chat. They're talking about English muffins. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, look, Endgame. They talk about cheeseburgers. Oh, you know, there's so much food to be had in, in the Marvel universe. Uh, anyway, I, I think uh, as with Agents of Shield, we we just have to keep an eye on it and see where it's all going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we will we will check it out before next week's show. Uh, before we wind up, I would love to know what else is happening in the chat. What are people saying? Um, let's see. Wes Sager, Sager says there was a lot of crossover teasing between Runaways and Cloak and Dagger during the winter. It suddenly got hushed. Then Ivan says it's not happening. Deal with it. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so here's the thing that I think about that. I think it might not happen uh, this season, but we know that Runaways has a season three. And I was going to say we know Cloak and Dagger as a season three, but maybe we, we don't know that. Don't know. We don't know that. But I, I would hazard guess that it does. Yeah, I feel I feel confident about that. Yeah. So maybe uh, season three of both of those shows. The problem is that they don't air at the same time, and they do air on different platforms. Although they both end up on Hulu. Uh, I I would I think that 
of all the characters that we're getting so far, these are ones that make sense to uh, to cross paths. You know, here's a show you would like. See ya, Cloak and Nico. Oh yeah, you're like I'd watch that show. Yeah, they could do that. I'd be I'd be totally into that. I could just so see... would they have to trade Tandy to the Runaways and she'd have to move into their house? There you go. That sounds good. Okay, so you <laughs> figured out just, everything. And then I just stop watching the Runaways, <laughs> and then boom, no problem. And I could just see Nico bossing Tyrone around, and Tyrone being like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it's like <laughs> this is this is Again? not working for me. Yeah. It would be great. Um, Red Truth says, "I feel like Leah is brainwashed into following him, like a Stockholm syndrome." And absolutely, that could be true. She's you know another weak person that he probably preyed on and you would really feel for a person in that situation except for what she's doing to everyone else yeah, because she's I think hurting other people. the legitimate part of her story was that uh, Andre maybe was her ex-boyfriend and that's yeah. how this all started, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely think that uh, you know, she's like the she's like patient zero for the Stockholm Syndrome. It yeah. started with her and uh, I think it just it, it continues all the way through. So, and then one more thing, Big Face Hundred says, "I think mayhem is what's wrong with Tyrone." Oh, that's, that's interesting. interesting like her trying to get out, maybe, or, yeah. or what she did to the. No, that wouldn't make sense. Well, well maybe. You know, here's we don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, we find out on Thursday because if not, then next Thursday's episode is going to be kind of a waste. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, well, this I always want to include everybody in the chat. So, thank you so much to uh, everyone who yeah. uh, shared their thoughts and and theories and predictions all across the board. But. We are out of time for this week. So until next Sunday, Zia, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That's spelled X-I-A underscore land. And on Facebook as Zia Landerson, as so dubbed by Christian. That's true. I know what I'm doing when it comes to nicknames and very little else. Uh, You can find Zia and I Thursdays at 1 p.m. on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News. And you can also... Find Zia this week on my personal podcast, The Bladcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, where we're doing probably about five weeks worth of uh, recap on Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yes. So you can go ahead and find that uh, at blackcast.com, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And as I mentioned, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show started this week and I did sit in this week and I will be there next week. That is Sundays at 8 Pacific on Afterbus TV. That is all the time we have, but... We will be back next Sunday at 9 o'clock. And until then, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.